Welcome to The Media Coach, a podcast designed to build your business and your brand. Welcome to The Media Coach. In this special podcast series, I'm offering key strategies to help you get through this COVID-19 crisis. I haven't met one person yet who hasn't felt anxiety around their finances right now. With so much uncertainty in our jobs and the economy, it is vital that you plan. News outlets and economists are offering so many different opinions, but there really is only one person I trust when it comes to what we should be doing to help us get through this time. I wanna introduce you to my brother. My brother is not only my best friend, he's also one of the best financial advisors and chartered accountants in Australia. I'm not just saying that because he's my brother. I've literally seen the messages. He's saved companies millions of dollars already since this crisis has hit. Josh is a director of Ball Accounting, a chartered accountant, an international tax accountant, and a small and medium business specialist. Whenever it involves money, tax or savings, he is the first person I turn to. And kindly, although working around the clock for his clients right now to break down the government's new legislation and stimulus package, he is joining me to discuss the best strategies for you. Josh, thanks for being here. Thanks for having me on. So I think over the last couple of days, it's really been surreal. And my opinion is it's really only going to get worse before it gets better. What do you think? Look, despite the media's somewhat overzealous response in occasions like this, that's probably a very accurate statement. The growth of this coronavirus and the economic impacts it is causing are widespread and continuing to grow quite significantly. If we look abroad to the effects that it's had in the UK, France, Germany, Spain, US, etc., they are our forerunners. We are essentially running behind their model where you have crisis and economic impact. So we need to be proactive and intelligent as to how we best manage moving forward, given the lessons that they have had to learn the hard way for us. So a lot of my listeners, Josh, are are from the real estate industry. With so many massive changes that are occurring at such a rapid speed, what, what one piece of advice would you give them right now? It's very hard to, to give someone a singular silver bullet. However, the, I guess, key points to take away from the latest rhetorics that are coming out of the government are to focus on what you can do and the support you can access to better support your business to make it through this environment. I think a lot of people are potentially overreactive you know, um, by and large, our sort of infection rate is, is relatively low across the developed world, but people are so quick to hit the panic button. I will say the real estate industry is particularly heavily hit and it will continue to be hit by nature of the industry, but there are some measures that you can take to be proactive now to assist you in surviving the peak of the coronavirus, and then hopefully the easing of those restrictions so that you can get on and continue to operate your business as normal into the future. If you're a real estate agent right now, what should they do when it comes to assessing their current business? 
Well, there's, yeah, there's really two parts to that. There's essentially the people that own and operate the business and the individuals that are employed by that business. Uh, the measures are, the, the options available to you rather, are quite broad. So it's not in your best interest to think singularly focused about what you can do to assist your business to survive what is going to occur in terms of a, an economic downturn. Um, first and foremost, if you're a, a business owner, you need to assess your cash position and you need to continually assess your cash position. You need to do, in my view, what would be uh, a zero-based budget. You need to work out, you know, not focusing on profit, but focusing on neutrality and survival. How can you get your outgoings to meet your incomings so that it nets off at zero? Um, or that you min minimise your loss as much as possible. So it's just getting it to that neutral position where you're not losing, Correct. you're not winning right now, but that's then going to put you in a position when things do return to normal and they will return to normal. There is life after COVID-19 that they can just obviously skyrocket up. Well, that's, that's probably the most important thing because from my experience with dealing with successful real estate agencies and the associated business, they cannot underestimate the importance that their skilled labour has in growing their business. So although it might be in the owner's best interest or the business owner's best interest to uh, essentially hit the trap door and, and run away from the, the situation in terms of protecting their own interests, they'll actually find that it's, it's going to hurt them much more in the long run because mm -hmm. they will have um, key performing agents, they'll have key administrative staff and office staff that make their business successful during the good times. And if you um, essentially cut yourself off at the knees to save yourself for three months, you might find the recovery is far more difficult as you find skilled labour shortages. Yeah, totally agree. Um, Josh, the stimulus package by the government, you know I suck at this stuff. I have no idea what they mean and like I'm calling you all the time to try and break it down. There has been different sorts of stimulus packages announced by the government as they're trying to help obviously support our economy as much as possible. What do they actually mean? That's a, that's a great question and one that I'm faced with minute by minute currently. <laughs> I think one of the better social media memes that I've seen recently uh, was that the government handles current corona crisis by completely confusing the population regarding the stimulus package. Um, I can only say that as a, a tax specialist of over a decade now, I too <laughs> less than happy with the clarity provided uh, by the government. Um, in fact, you would think during a crisis time you would not issue a bill and an explanatory memorandum exceeding 600 pages. <laughs> Keep it short and simple, guys. Kiss. I could, I, could, I could lecture the government all day, although I don't know if they'd listen. They seem, they seem too busy writing statements that no one understands, um, including defining what is an essential business or an essential employee. Apparently, it's if you have a job, unless it's not essentially essential. So, there you go. Thank you, ScoMo, for that wonder. Um, in short, I'm going to keep what would really focus towards uh, real estate businesses yep. and 
their employees. Now, there is a host of structures, right? There is a host of structures. So I preface this by saying, you really should be talking to your financial advisor or accountant about your particular situation. This is very general and broad, and I hope it helps you, even if it is to start a conversation with those people, so that you can best utilize the support available for your business in the coming weeks. Um, first and foremost, the government in their absolute genius or insanity, I can't work out which one it is, decided to make two stimulus packages instead of one. Um, the first one I think was the, uh, the um, kickoff and then they realized that they'd punted it into their own half. Uh, they decided to release a $17.6 billion stimulus package. What would apply to real estate agents in this area is an increase in the instant asset write-off and an increase in the accelerated depreciation and some cash flow assistance in relation to the wages they pay. Other than that, there's not a great deal in that package. That doesn't really provide a lot for the employees. That was more for the business. I think naively, the government thought what we'll do is we'll get businesses to spend their way out of a lockdown. Been interesting when no one can move about. But um, anyway, that still exists so that, you know, if between the allowable time frames you can make a significant investment you'll get an upfront deduction for it which is essentially the government foregoing long-term cash revenues as you'll claim a, a full deduction for any large assets that you purchase now for real estate agencies you guys might not have plant and equipment but you might need to upgrade your computer systems you might need to um, upgrade your IT you could see um, if you've got company assets like cars, for example, branded cars, so just fall because, under the threshold. Just because I need English, <laughs> what does that actually mean? Like, so they want us to spend money, not you're not going to get money back. They're yeah. going to get you to spend money, and that will basically offset the profit that you've already earned up until Corona decided to turn off the world, basically. Right. So, um, if you've got significant cash reserves. Um, more than enough to survive a six-month period, that is a potential outcome for you. However, my view currently is that will probably not be significantly utilised by businesses as they consider how long they can stretch the cash flow to last three to six months. Um, investing in a, in a piece of equipment or um, you know assets related to the business uh, when you've got wages to pay and rent to pay and an unknown income source or an unknown drop in income would not necessarily be in your best interests in the long term in terms of your ongoing business. So the first, the first stimulus package is probably not going to do a whole heap for real estate agencies unless they've been cash reserving for a significant period of time. Potentially there's benefit there. Uh, but unlikely to be executed. There is the cash flow assistance that they were planning through the activity statement lodgement, which basically means they were going to offset 50% of your PAYG withholding. That again assists business owners to keep being able to provide wages to people as they don't need to pay the tax associated with your wage. Initially it was at 50%, the government later realised they would have to make that 100%. Um, which is what came through in the second stimulus package. Again, another stroke of genius to separate it between the two. 
Um, when we get to the second stimulus package, which is probably more important for uh, business owners again, and also uh, individual agents, and depending on how you operate, the government provided, they doubled the tax-free payments that would be provided to business owners in relation to the wages they paid, um, up to $100,000. They were very uh, brilliant in how they delivered that because they said up to $100,000. Well, it's actually 50000 per quarter. So you, if you're in business and you lodge a BAS, you will be able to claim a credit for the wages withholding tax for the March and June quarter up to 50000 Now, depending on the size of your business, will depend on your credit entitlement that you're due. So again, you need to speak to your accountant about what you would be entitled to, um, as I've been doing with my clients. Um, that will help you, because mm. normally you've got an outgoing. You will have to pay the government in on the 28th of April or on the 28th of July, and subject to your um, concessional lodgement status, maybe longer. But that, that is another element where your cash flow, your cash reserves will be extended a bit further. Another measure that could be utilised to assist you to manage your, your cash flow during this period is a small business loan. The government will provide eligible lenders with a guarantee for loans with the following terms. A maximum loan of $250,000 per borrower. The loans will be for three years with an initial six month Pay, repayment holiday, that means you don't have to make a repayment for six months, and the loans will be in the form of unsecured finance, which means you do not have to provide an asset to secure the loan. This will still be subject to the lender's assessment criteria, so if your business has been running in profit in prior years, you should be able to access some level of funding from your lender subject to their lending criteria. So the overarching theme is the stimulus package is not going to give you money, but it's going to allow you to continue your cash flow in the business because running off and having huge structural changes and getting rid of everyone and downsizing and everything in the long term, if we get, because this is a health crisis, it's not a financial crisis. And once we get through that, you'll be able to, I guess, pretty much return back to normal as soon as possible. Well, that's the idea. I would say that it is a health crisis that's created an economic crisis. It's created a business crisis. On, on your people, I think it's important that business owners don't do an emu, don't stick your head in the sand, start talking to your staff, mm. start talking to your creditors. Um, there's a number of safety nets that have been included. Um, for example, banks uh, are required now to defer payments if you find your business has been heavily affected by corona payments, uh, coronavirus. So if you find yourself in a situation where you've got uh, small business loans existing already and you've already noticed a drop in your revenue, now's the time to start talking to your um, financial institution about deferring some payments. There's a, basically a government mandate between three and six months they must provide you. If you can stop those loan outgoings, those, you know, a lot of businesses use credit cards for point-based systems. If you can limit the amount of outgoing, you can preserve your cash long enough to keep your staff employed, to take full advantage of the recovery when it comes. And I guess it's really healthy to start having conversations with your staff because, you know, I know a lot of agents that 
you know, uh, their admin or their their PA or their buyer manager is their sidekick, you know what I mean? Correct. And having healthy conversations maybe about potentially a cut in pay until we get through the other side of the, the virus, that would probably be a tactic that they could use. And yeah, again, this is one that sort of crosses over between employment relations, tax and accounting. But, you know, one of the more successful strategies I've already seen implemented is agencies having a discussion with staff and saying, look, this is what our accounts team is saying our projected cash flow position is. If you are able to take a pay reduction, um, you know, an example would be, say, 20 or 30%, we will be able to survive X much longer. Now, you, have to, you will have to provide some benefit to them for the long run because they can't wear the fact that you don't have a, a cash reserve without some benefit to them. Now, you might want to make it up to them in the commission structure into the future. You might accrue the pay and pay it out when the times are good um, just so you can survive this period. But you need to make sure that it is agreed upon, right, and formally agreed upon. Um, you may also find that uh, depending on how the government progresses, and there is talk of a shutdown, right? I mean, you'll notice that the way um, that the government is currently operating is there's an element of we're notifying people, we're doing an initial stage, and then we're doing a full-blown implementation. And that's sort of been a, a three-step approach. You may find that you don't necessarily need to make a staff member redundant if, for example, they are, if you're in a real estate agency, on the sales team and you are prohibited from having open homes or you're unable to operate your business if they close office buildings and they have literally not a job to do. There is a provision in the Fair Work Act that allows you to stand down an employee, which you would generally, as a business owner, pay out their entitlements until such time as they are exhausted, and then they would be working without pay. It is important that you document this because they may need to seek a job seeker payment from Centrelink mm. during those times of no pay, um, and that you are talking to your human relations advisors um, in relation to the contractual obligations that you've got to fulfill around that. But a lot of people are looking at, um, you know, should we downsize immediately? You know, being proactive is the only option. And sometimes redundancy is more costly than a, than a, than a step down. Mm. So the other advantage is if, you, you know, you'll find as a business owner, if you're loyal to your staff, you can expect loyalty in return. Mm. Um, and I think that's a really important for business owners. Um, another area for affected employees that do find themselves um, without a job in the coming months is to act early around the job seeker assistance package uh, to allow you guys to continue to operate your lives. Um, you know, if you're not registered with MyGov, get registered now. The, the government has put significant resources into making that process far more streamlined for you guys. And what about property management, Josh? There's talks around, I guess, what's going to happen there. Um, yeah, for, for agents that are in the, in the management game, um, states are looking at implementing uh, tenancy protection laws. Uh, it's important that you get across that material as soon as possible so that you understand the rights of the landlord and also the tenants.
All right, so I think wrapping that up, there is obviously a lot to do with the stimulus package and what's available to them. Not everybody is obviously going to be able to access these, but I really would strongly recommend one of the first calls I made with this was to Josh to make sure that I could, you know, get through this period. When it comes to sitting at home and for the individual person now, I guess spending can't continue as usual. What what is What are your best tips for, you know, saving and getting through this crisis there's no silver bullet in terms of how you'd manage your own personal cash flow i would be talking i'd be making some serious decisions and for the first time in a lot of people's lives doing a hard look at where they spend their money and how they spend their money If you're an agent that's income's going to drop significantly, you're going to have a significant number of costs that are fixed. And uh, in my experience, as from the individual perspective, you'll either have rent, mortgage payments, fancy car repayments, or others. What you need to do is work out what you've got left in cash reserve and what you've got to get you through for the next three to six months. Being conservative with your cash is key. If you have found yourself in a position where you're heavily leveraged from a personal debt perspective, you may need to seek deferral of those interest payments mm-hmm. and, and repayments on those, for example, credit cards, personal loans, etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, similarly with car finance, um, that can also be an area where you may need to make adjustments. And again, the big one will be your mortgage or your rent. Obviously, being a management, if you're a managing agent, you'll you'll get across the laws pretty quickly. But if your income drops, that you, you are going to need to assess those big outgoings because you'll find that you need to prioritise, uh, you know, your living costs, which generally are food mm-hmm. and fuel. And just the other thing I get well is like you know sitting at home, you can tend to just be a bit bored, and that looks like where we're going. And, you know, watch the internet spending, I guess, as well, the discretionary spending. Completely. And I'd say this to you as my sister, most definitely. <laughs> time to time to turn off the <laughs> access to the online shopping accounts. Um, I think now, although that will hurt retailers, and that's not necessarily the advent of my, um, my view, I do need to say that that is an area where it is regarded as discretionary and you need to focus on your essential spending items over your discretionary spending items for the foreseeable future in an affected industry. Josh, thank you so much for joining me today. To sum up, I think it is really important right now, the first thing is you review your current position and plan for the next six months. Have a look at those stimulus stimulus packages available to you because there are options to keep your cash flow going. And talk to your advisor. And talk to your advisor around that. And lastly, there is a lot that can help you get through this. And one of those things is minimizing your spending to plan for the long run. Correct. Josh can be available at Ball Accounting. He is the director of the firm there. If you did want to get in touch, just log on to his website, which is www.ballaccounting.com.au. To stay up to date with everything to do with this special podcast series, you can visit my Instagram, which is at Imi Callister. Josh, thanks again so much for joining me. Thanks for having me.